Welcome, everybody, to Life Over Par Podcast. We are produced by Prior Media. On this podcast, we talk about life and golf and pretty much anything else we feel like talking about. I'd like to thank everybody listening in right now. And let's get this thing rolling. Welcome, everybody. Episode 11, Life Over Par. October 1st for us. Um, Kyle, go wake up that guy from Green Day. September uh, is over. September is over. It's over. That's great. That's great. I thought maybe you'd like that one. Uh, our guest today, uh, she was an all-state golfer at Farwell High School. She then took her talents north to golf for Lake Superior State University, studying finance and economics. She is currently the GM at Eagle Glen Golf Course in Farwell, Michigan. You may have heard us talk about that course a time or two. (laughs) Welcome our first female guest, Sammy Baldwin. Hey, nice to see you guys. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Well... Everybody, you heard Kyle and Kevin. He's here. Yeah. They're here with us as well. But hey, we're here too. Yep. Uh, we're going to yep, start off here. like we always do. Again, um, what's a little something about you? Okay, so you touched on the basics, but I grew up in Farwell. Went to Farwell High School. Played on the golf team. It was not something that I originally planned on doing, but obviously glad that I did. Uh, graduated. <laughs> decided that I fell in love with it. You know, I played my last round down at Manistee National. I had three holes left, made the turn, and I thought, gosh, I don't want this to end. (laughs) I'm really enjoying this. So sent out a couple emails just as a crapshoot, and then ended up getting some responses. Uh, Found my way up north, went to the school, and I said, nope, I don't need to go anywhere else. This is it. (laughs) I really like it here. Awesome. Um, How did you get introduced to golf? Did you golf in high school? That wasn't the first time you played, right? No, no, it's not. So who who kind of got you going there? Both of my grandparents did, more so on one side than the other on my mom's side. But you know, on my dad's side, we we played baseball in the yard. We played frisbee, and he also had a little set of plastic clubs. So I was five, six years old, swinging the plastic clubs. Then I'd go over to my other grandparents' house, and they had a a junior set, and so we just knock them around in the yard and see who could hit them over the ro- the road further. And just not anything that I ever took seriously. Did a few junior camps here and there, but then come high school, he said, all right, time to join the team. All right. It went from there. Went pretty well, I guess. Uh, all state. Was, was that, yes. Was, it, was that a lady? Was it just ladies golf or is it mixed? Is it? The junior camps are just... No, when high school, did you have it where it was you had a female team and a male team? Yeah, we had both. Yep. Uh, when I started as a freshman, I think we had eight gals on the team, and the men's team was probably similar, a little bit bigger. Gotcha. Was it a fairly decent team? Uh, like, not to brag or anything, but like, your <laughs> ranking amongst the team? When I first started out, we we were pretty low ranking overall. I remember just going to regionals as an experience. It was one of those okay. Coach briefed us, you're not going to do very well, but... (laughs) Good way to start it. I need you to go. (laughs) Wow. Surprisingly, it sounds like you had a better coach than Claire, but... (laughs) Is that the pew-pew? Is that where you're throwing those? I don't know. Some shots? Kyle, weren't you on the golf team? 
yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember. Claire have both. Was that men and women? No. Or were they together? No, they do now. But yeah, yeah. When I was back going in my to day, school. it was mixed. Back in our day, we had, day. it was mixed. Way yeah, back we when. had it. Yep, when Callista was on our team, she was the only girl on our team, and she made varsity and she played pretty well. Nice. Um, but when you went through, Claire had both men's and um, No, I think they just started a team maybe three years ago, four years ago. Okay. When I was going to school. We had a few gals that were from Claire that were interested, but with the politics of the school, it never worked out. So it was just Farwell had a team. We ended up playing Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart, oh, a little bit further away teams than what the girls do now. Your lowest 18-hole score? In general or in yeah. high school? No, not high, just in general. Um, what you've... The best round you've shot. 74 at Wild Bluff. Okay. I've never heard of that course. Where's that at? It's in Brimley. That was my home course up at Lake State. Oh, okay. So how about you guys? Kyle, <laughs> go ahead. What? Lowest, lowest round? Yeah, your lowest round. Uh, 67. Where at? I uh, played it. It was in Myrtle. Or not Myrtle Beach. It was in Naples. Um, I can't even remember the course. It was our next door neighbor from the quarry. Um, yeah, but I have a scorecard on here somewhere. Sounds um, made up. 67. Kevin? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Six birdies and bogey. 90 something. Okay. <laughs> uh, 72 at Eagle Glen. 35, 37. 35 in the back, 37 on the front. And I just happened to have that 35 during league. Oh. So it was a good time to shoot that one. No, no. So I said, shoot there, Kyle. I shot there it. Go. There you go. <laughs> so you mentioned you went north um, and played up at LSSU. Um, what's the your experience-wise, at least, of being a, a collegiate golfer? A Laker. Yes. It was not what I anticipated it being for a variety of reasons. You know, When you think of a college athlete, you think of the football players. Okay, you, they have this huge team they get all this merchandise they're maybe taking a plane flying all these different places playing all these different schools um although lake state was a d2 school we were very low budget um up there they focus more on hockey than golf which is understandable so we we were just kind of low budget rolling and trying to do the best that we could i think we did well with what we had we took minivans to tournaments and sometimes it was me or my teammates driving us those places, and we'd take a variety of different coaches because we had one coach that did both the men's and the women's team. So if there was a weekend where both of the teams were playing, you coach had to pick one or the other. And Damn. Yeah, it was a little different, but we made it work. <laughs> it's pretty crazy to think of a golf team up there yeah. to begin with because yeah. it's in Sault Ste. Marie on the border of Canada – like as north as you can get in Michigan. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's like eight months of winter up there pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the normal what thought. Your, go ahead, Kyle. What's your, like, what's your travel schedule? Like you can't, I mean, with other schools around, you got to be traveling four or five hours, right? Basically, yeah. I mean, in the fall, we had a little bit longer of a season. So mm-hmm. we always hit Grand Valley. Ferris was a big one. 
we played Midland Country Club. That was Northwoods course when they had held tournaments. But a lot of our spring schedule was driving down to Alabama, Kentucky, Ohio was a big one too. We were in the GLIAC, so there were right three, four different schools in Ohio. You drove to Alabama? Yes. Holy holy cow. Gosh. <laughs> in minivans. Yes. Wow. From the Sioux. <laughs> wow. Very long drive. Ohio's um, a very long drive yes. from Sioux St. Marie. I mean, just getting through <laughs> Ohio in general just seems uh, like forever. Getting through Michigan from being all the way up there. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I would think that for most people that would go to golf for school, they'd probably go south to a warmer area. You could play longer time, maybe year-round. But you went north. Yes. Um, I'm going to assume the decision had to do more with everything around golf and not golf. I mean, you went to play, but activities around that, you just like the campus. I love the campus. When I first, my parents laughed at me. They thought that I was just an idiot. We visited the school, I want to say January 8th, which. Ooh, it's my birthday. Oh, is it really? Um, Write that one down. It was a freezing ass cold. I mean. We had to meet the coach at the Norris Center, which is there, oh, where the gym is, where the <clears throat> hockey arena is, all that. And one of the runners from the cross-country team had come in, and he, his beard and everything were just covered in icicles. And parents said, are you sure that you want to go here? <laughs> but I don't know, whatever it is, a little bit smaller town, just the atmosphere, everything about it was perfect for me. Okay. Kyle, do you have anything you want to jump in here questions-wise with anything? I just have it more towards after she graduated and took over. Um, okay. I got a question about yeah. LSSU. Go ahead. Um, did you ever go to the Polar Stadium? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys remember the Polar Stadium, which is where our championship game was? Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> How many weeks are you going to do this, Kevin? <laughs> Just reliving this. No, no, you usually bring it up. Game? But that stadium was really That's cool. Still around. That's still like, up. Yeah, it's I still think around. they, I think they've done work to it to make it more modern than when we were there. But it's, it's pretty nice ever. Crazy building. It was a while ago, but I'm trying to remember. Were the locker rooms downstairs? I thought they were up, and we had to walk down the bleachers to get to the ice. That could be it. You had to walk up or downstairs to get to the ice. Yeah. I think it was up top, and you had to walk down the bleachers to get to the ice. Like It was very weird, <laughs> but it was like my first year playing hockey, and that was up there. I was like, well, maybe other places do this, but this just seems weird. It sounds I, like a liability on skates. Yes. <laughs> I looked weird. it up, and they are uh, they were built in 1939. And it was like the first indoor, one of the first indoor ice arenas in the country. And the Red Wings were there in the 50s for their spring training. Kevin, dropping a little history on us. With like wow. He's a history guy. Ted Lindsay and Sid Abel and Gordie Howe. So, yeah. you know, we skated on the same ice they did pretty much. But we, we won on the same ice they did. I skated on it. Yeah. yeah. We won. <laughs> Not to bring it up. Yeah. Again. Me and Wyman, we skated on it. So, after college, you were there four years? Correct. Golfing there? Okay. After there, you came back home and worked at Eagle Glen. And how long have you been there? 
I have been there eight years. So whoa. <laughs> when the last few months of school's coming up, everybody's scrambling. Okay, what am I gonna do? got this degree now I have to put it to work either that or I'm going to go back to school somewhere they didn't have a higher education than a four-year program and I was trying really hard just to slow down and all right I'll find something and then I got a call and it was from the GM that had just taken over and he says well do you want to come back to work and well sure that sounds like a good starting spot so I took that and that's where I spent I think that would have been my sixth year there. So you worked there before you went to college? Yes. Okay. And you started out with the yeah, carts. Yeah. Doing I, carts and. You're a cart girl? I was a cart girl. Before college. Yes. Cart attendant. Cart Not attendant. a beer cart. That was later. <laughs> so then when you came back, beer cart, I mean. Obviously, this is going toward, did you ever think that you'd be in the position you are now when you started doing carts and now GM of the course? No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's probably something you didn't think was going to happen as far as eight, nine months ago. Yeah, that, that, so that as was, well. It was kind of an odd situation there, how that it turned out, but I think you've handled it well. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> not only through becoming a GM and... April of year starting and now bam it's up to you but then COVID and being able to handle all that um you guys went a different route than some of the courses I've played with noodles in the cup or flip the cups over and have them stick up really far or whatever you just had them basically you had them flipped over but they were still under where the ball could drop yes and I think that was like the truest way to where it was more like golf than way Steven said just blasted at the cup and call him Gretchen's <laughs> so I think that was was a good decision there um you're there with a superintendent that has done a phenomenal job his name is yeah. James Halstead he, he does a wonderful job this is his 22nd year at the course I did think you say 22nd yes at that course yes Holy moly. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to believe that two people under 40 have 30 years experience at the course. That is hard to believe. <laughs> but yes. I think he was kind of in the same situation. He started working there when he was 16 and then just moved up the ranks and all of a sudden he's in the position that he's in. Yeah. But he's done he does a phenomenal job. He works he with me all the time and we collaborate a lot on different ideas what are we going to do next year and i think it works out really really well he definitely knows what he's doing yes um, when you allow him to do what is needed to the course he does phenomenal on making the course as nice as what it is um yeah you guys have done a great job when i was there for uh league two years ago right uh, well We'll say two. Two years we'll ago. We'll go with that. I I mean, I thought the course was great then, but then uh, we all golfed together there with Kyle's dad, and I couldn't believe that you guys had made it better. You yeah. improved it so much. I didn't think there was that much improving to yeah. do. You guys have, uh, you and James and basically everybody that works there, have a really difficult job right now. I think everyone's expectations of a course are so high 
and they're expecting great greens, uh, perfect bunkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people are uneducated about the behind the scenes stuff that happens at a golf course. Like everything that goes on to make that course what it is, the money that goes into the course. Um, I feel like most people are probably pretty uneducated about all of that stuff. And uh, that's why you have people that complain about how much you pay. Um, Kyle, you should be pretty educated about the I'm golf. I'm very educated. Okay. I'm, I'm, I know exactly how much it costs. Okay. But when you're in the PGA. <laughs> was I leading into that a little bit? Shit. <laughs> when you're in the PGA, it's something different. But Yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of people in the area that think 50 bucks is way too much. But oh, if no, you really not- knew the cost. No, and, uh, not that course for sure. I mean, Bucks Run is 85. Right. So I had a question about would you guys consider or would you be moving into getting GPS carts? So in years past, they've always leased the cart. Just recently, I think it was last June, actually, the carts arrived that we purchased. So that was a decision made in the past by the previous general manager and the superintendent. They both collaborated and decided that this, yes, to purchase a fleet of 50 carts. And we moved from electric to gas, which there were some hiccups with people. But I think that it's worked out really well. Um, And As far as the GPS at the time, it's so daunting to already buy 50 carts. To add on the GPS was like, it just took it to the next level price-wise. And it's intimidating for sure. Um, Maybe in the future, I don't think it's something that... We'll do anytime soon, but it would right. be lovely just because of the fact that a lot of people drive behind the greens. We have the natural fescue that a lot of people drive through, and just to be able to block that off with the cart would make a huge difference. Yeah, I know yeah. you already have it in the cart. Don't drive through the long grass, but maybe it needs to be said. You just don't drive through the long grass. We try to inform the new players, but it's... Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should just cut the long grass. No, Kevin. What? That's what? the difficulty of that course. Wind and yeah. grass. And yeah. it costs lots of money. Yeah. It's yeah. What cutting it costs lots of money? Oh yeah. You know how much more money they have to spend if they even if they put it five yards. Like on two at part five, if they were to yep. cut five more yards deep like left there, it'd cost them thousands of dollars probably. A year? Yeah, with labor. And then you have the, all the stuff with the uh, mechanics and fixing the mowers and everything else, cutting blades. Mm. All right. Well, I was joking. It's fine the way it is. <laughs> I am getting, I'm getting texts right now, questions as we're, as we're talking here. Ooh, we're live. Yeah, live questions. Do it live. Um, no free ads was part of this text, but... What's the uh, what's the best selling beverage out there at Eagle Glen? Bud Light. That's the that's staple. <laughs> there it is. Good question. Very good question. No free ads though. Bud Light. Don't do that. Um, another one that he sent me. So we'll just jump into another one he had. This is probably tough for you, but uh, if Bucks Run or Forest Dunes called you to hire you tomorrow, would you go? <laughs> um, 
I have some friends that have worked at Forest Dunes, and they absolutely love it, and they swear by it. And another gal that I went to school with works at Bucks Run, and she loves it. But my home is Eagle Glen. That's where I grew up. That's where my family is. I feel like we've created a, just yeah, that's cool. this network. And... And you made it your own. Like it took how many years, you know, to put in a position that you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you've, you built a team. And I think this year's was a very, very good team that you had out there. And that's got to be tough because, I mean, that industry, you're probably just getting turnover constantly. every year. Yep. Going to school, people leave, just constantly turnover. The people that we have now, again, it's just, it goes back to that family aspect. So I. <clears throat> hired my sister and she knows what goes into it she has seen me work there for a long time um a couple gals behind the bar it's their second third year returning and i mean it's almost not a job you go there and it's it's just fun so they want to come back they want to come to work it's not where okay you're oh i have to go to work at mcdonald's like yeah they want to be there they're excited about it and it's they enjoy talking to the customers. They enjoy talking to one another, and it just flows. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, I have no idea the answer to this question, but they are Eagle Glen is ran by a board. Correct. Right. So they kind of do they pick you for general manager? I mean, we were put in kind of a silly predicament. So yeah, they. They came to me. I was assistant general manager last year, so I was the first choice. I don't know if they would have sought other people out if the time would have been different, the timeline. But So once they pick a general manager, they just kind of... Cross their fingers and... Let you go and... Yeah, I mean, they, they guide decisions, and we meet once a month, so they'll throw out ideas, and we'll tell them what's going on, and work together to kind of guide things, but nice. It's got to be a little tough though. I mean, monthly meetings with them and you got was it seven members. Correct. So you got yes. seven people. Uh, they all have their own idea on how this should work and that should work. So it's got to be a little rough that they really have the say, but you're just like influencing seven minds to <laughs> this is how I can make you money. Mm-hmm. Let me do what I need to do and yeah, hope they I, go with it pretty much. Like, this is how it should be. I just have to convince you this is how it should be. Right. Yeah. That's a fair well, way you, of putting it. I would say done a great job so far this year. Um, Absolutely. Thanks. Again, it was, it seems like every year over the last three years, it's just gotten better and then better and then better. Um, I remember hole two had an issue with, um, a little oh, bit yeah. of mold on the green and, and it was like it would get in a, kind of a rough look and last year I think it was you guys did some deep time yeah so norm, it's, it's a whole lot better now yeah thanks it's turned into one of our best greens so normally when we airify the greens at the end of the year our machine only goes down say three inches so we brought in a, an external company contracted them out to come in and do a an eight inch deep tine. So that just allows the roots to grow down that much further and just build Damn. a really healthy base for that green. And it's helped it immensely. Yes. It looks great. No free ads for that company, but um, <laughs> great work. That was, 
was do you roll just one? another do you thing guys roll for one? Uh, normally in the in prime season they'll mow and then roll. They'll alternate day to day, and sometimes both, just depending on what's going on. Gotcha. I just didn't know because if they keep rolling them, that's probably why they need the deep tying, right? Because everything's so compressed. Not gonna say that I'm the most educated on the topic, but I would believe so. Yes. Deal. Maybe we'll work James into an episode yeah, later that, on, and we'll that would see. Be awesome. And we'll get some uh, some insight into the maintenance of the course. Twenty two years there. That'd be um, some fun stories. Do you do you know? Has he? I mean, has people come to the course and played and been like, "Wow, this is really nice." And maybe they were part of another course, told their course, and maybe James had like job offers I just to got go this, other place. He just got this question the other day. Um, he says no. Um, I would think it would be greater than what it is, but modest James always says that <laughs> he doesn't get as many as what I would anticipate. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Do you have a favorite hole on the course? I would have to say that my favorite is hole two. It's a par five. Um, I've played it. You know, I used to be on the women's league, so I played it from the red tee box, and I think it's fun to try to just knock my drive over the tree, and if you can hit it on that, there's a hill in the middle of the fairway right beyond the tree. If I can hit that back part of the hill, it just acts like a springboard, and it'll launch it forward, and you can almost make it there in two um, but I mean, playing from the back tees is also exciting because you have to really shape your shot. Do you, you have to have it to the right of the tree. If you're behind the tree, you really have to either, okay, I'm going to punch out or I could go underneath. There's a lot of different ways to play the green. And then just the way that the trees frame the hole or frame the green, that two tiered green is really, really special to me. You could play it how I usually do. Nice little slice onto nine's fairway. Okay. <laughs> it really takes a tree out of play. Yeah. Then you just shoot it up close, and it's a three shot to the green hole pretty much anyway. So. There you go. And that shot over on nine is not intentional. It just. But it's not a bad play either. No, it's not either. a bad play. It just works its way in there, and a little slice. That's how it works. I would rather know your least favorite hole on the course. I would say my least favorite is seven. I'm sure a lot of people would agree. Yeah. A lot of people would agree. 11. Yeah. Definitely my least favorite. Seven or 11. 11 doesn't bother me. (laughs) Well, if you're. Oh, Kyle. Kyle failed. Bye, Kyle. See if I can get him back in here. First time we have had a failed call with Kyle. He's probably turning on football. (laughs) Yeah, to watch Denver and the Jets. That's a good game. That's a great Thursday night game. Sorry. What'd you do? Nothing. I just, I didn't have any internet. So. <clears throat> Hole two. Where's back, it? Nope. It was Kevin's question now. Oh, his, okay. His uh, least favorite, it was seven. A lot of people's least favorite. He said 11. Kevin, why is 11 your, your least favorite? Because I slice, so I have to aim left. And if you go just a couple inches left, you're out of bounds. So, yeah. So you're like, when are you cutting all those trees down? Yeah. Yeah, get rid of that fence. 
Buy some more property to the left there. Probably not likely, but <laughs> as, as far as I'll take trees, it to the board. Yeah. <laughs> and then if I don't go out of bounds, I'm so far to the right beyond those trees, I have no idea where my ball is. So then we'd look for it for ten minutes or you yeah, know whatever the allowed amount is. That's <laughs> supposed to be ten minutes there, Kevin. <laughs> Pace of play. Uh, as far as cutting trees down, there was a question from a well-known slicer. May have been one of our last guests. Um, when are we cutting down the tree on six? On six. I see a lot of people see that as our signature hole. So to yeah. cut that down almost seems sacrilegious. Cut the tree down on six? Yeah. Over the water, the big willow tree there. Yeah. Way to the left of the green. Spranger asked the question. All right. It's damn near a boomerang ball. I guess he's so using he a goes five way wood, left, right? He's using his five wood or three so, wood or whatever. I don't know. Three wood? Yeah, what was it? 140 yard shot. That's choke down three wood. <laughs> um, and he also brought up five, knocking the tree down on five, just, just past the tee box you know, next to like eight screen. Well, I did there. hit that last time. Yeah, he'd like that one down too. Yeah. So I could see that going before number six. Well, it's, I'm not going to make any promises. If it's Springer, allegedly. You got to make it over the pond before the tree on six is a problem. So yeah, that choke down three wood probably isn't going to do it. I have seen, I've seen Nick go through the tree and land right in the ground, right next to the tree, which is basically he's on a peninsula to hit into. It was a very unique shot, <laughs> especially the second shot. I think he did okay though. I don't know. He's got his new clubs. He says he's doing well with them. I don't know. He's already sold the graphite ones, Kyle. He got rid of them. So there's no turning back. Got rid of them. No turning back. That's impressive. They're gone. Yeah. That's fast for Nick. I thought he'd hold on to them for a few more years. I thought he'd like (laughs) frame them or give them to his kids or something. No, he sold them. Yeah. But that's Nick. Um, It's really not. We're getting toward the end of this year. I hate to say it. Winter is coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, winter plans. Winter you know, plans. there's there's courses that'll have ski hills, so that's their winter stuff, but Eagle Gun doesn't, so you kind of get a little, I guess in some cases, maybe vacation or, or what's going on? Yeah, in years past, I usually try to go somewhere, just beat the winter blues. Um, this year, we'd like to do a little bit, just planning-wise, things that... I didn't take into consideration for the first year, so just go back and revisit some things, um, make it so that next year goes even smoother, take some time off. And then I know that we're going to do some renovations to the clubhouse as well. So it was built in 91, and it looks like that we're still in 91. Yes. Oh, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> that was a really quick well, guess. I mean... I think it looks great. I- Every time you walk in that place, you walk in the front door, you look to the right, there's a, you know, where you pay. And then you look to the left, and that was an office. And now it's not an office. That's not where clubs are. And I've just seen that, like, the clothes rack in those two spots. I mean, there's no other place to put that stuff. So it's really hard to keep your pro shop looking fresh. But Yeah. So yeah, do you have any input? <laughs> or you just want to point that out? <laughs> well, I don't know. Depending on what you guys are doing. I mean, get new structures to put stuff on hangers and having different rather than, you know, if you're folding it, it's more likely you're going to sell stuff that are stuff that's hanging up rather than folded. And I see that's how you guys do it. But 
having racks that go around in circles. It just looks like everything's piled on. It's like, all right, 25% off this, and then it just sits there, and you try to rotate it, and uh, it's just a you got to do, try to sell that stuff. Understandable. Okay. It's hard when you're there every day to kind of... Right. It, it's easy to Definitely. forget about it, so that's yeah, fair. Yeah, for sure. So what is it that you enjoy outside of golf? Since you're going to have a little time off, or when you're not... You just happen to have a weekend off, which probably doesn't happen often. No, not very often. Uh, but when you do, I mean, what's your fun outside of golf? Uh, my go-to, I love to paddleboard. So I would say that if I get, it doesn't matter what time of the day it is. If I am, if I get home, I get off of work, and it's sunny and there's no wind, I'm headed right to the lake. So it's just something I can do by myself. I can go grab a fishing pole and take it with me. I can grab a cooler and take it with me. It doesn't matter. I could just go out nice. and I don't know. It's just no. very relaxing. Something I got into a couple of years back kind of by accident, but have fallen in love with it. Okay. Um, anything outdoors. I do yeah, enjoy specific lake. Um, hmm. Not particularly. All right. There's a lot to choose from. Yes. That's a, beauty about living right here absolutely nope. i'll suggest not shamrock <laughs> that's a good suggestion yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really tough to paddleboard in ankle deep water <laughs> makes it really tough to move so what's your uh what's, what's your schedule like what do you when you know grass is growing people are out there what's your schedule like i try to be there every day i try to take sundays off just because that's the day that both my parents have off, and then my grandparents usually we try to plan, even if it's going 15 miles away and just meeting up somewhere, or if it's going out and go for a bike ride or anything just to get away, get your mind off of it. So I usually try to take Sundays. I know that's hard in golf just because events are always going right. on, always on the weekends. So it's just a play it by ear. If you get a slow day, you take advantage of it when you can. Get these questions. I had another one here from from Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, for your question. Um, I'll try to read this word for word because he, he's really nice in this. Uh, she's done a great job this year, and the course looks better than I've seen it in years. The service with COVID uh, going on is still awesome. Uh, with that being said, does Eagle Glen have any plans to mix in maybe a simulator to have a simulator league or indoor golf. Something that we first of all, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's something that we were just talking about this morning. Um, unfortunately, we don't exactly have the highest ceilings. I would be nervous to even try to swing a club in there. Um, mm. With where we are, we lose a lot of our players to the south. We have a lot of snowbirds that play there, so. I don't know if the area is quite large enough to fund a simulator, if the turnaround would be profitable or not. It, it's hard to say. Um, yeah. I know that there's a lot of people that would probably love it and do it every week. We could make a league out of it, but I don't know if the turnaround would be quite quick enough. And I, it's tough. Do you have any input, yeah, Kyle? Just he used you, to run a simulator. Yeah, you worked there. a Bucks run when they tried the simulator. Yeah, uh, I tried a simulator. Kind of how was that? Um, it was hit and miss, really. I mean, we had a league, and it was good for our core members that we had. Um, really good for us to 
to give them another option, another out, but half the members were snowbirds or they just buckled down for the winter. Um, and obviously at Bucks Run you have the CMU, you have all campus, so you're trying to give out all these college kids you know, some kind of discount to come out and hit some golf shots. And um, we had our liquor license. We were able to sell beer there as well. But for one simulator, it was like 70 grand. Um, Dang. And the house that we had, or the, the simulator, was just a renovated house. We just, it was a two-story house. We took off the, the second story, and we just put a big simulator in there. And they made it really nice. Um, but it was because they had that option of having that extra house. So really, they had the house. They had a $70,000 simulator. It's expensive. I don't um, think it's, but, I don't think it's still going. I don't know. I, don't just, so. I know it's, re- I just know it's really hard just because like you have to have someone there all the time. I mean, when you're open, you got a burden of that. You're going to have someone take all the stuff that you didn't sell during your regular season, stuff that's 30, 40, 50% off, drag it to this other location, hopefully sell a few things, sell a few beers and close up shop and you make 200 bucks, but it costs you you know, a hundred or whatever to, to fund it and pay someone to be there. And it was a lot. So, um, it's a good option. Um, good business strategy to try to do that. Um, it was just hard for us to get in with the college students to, to really take it. And that's why I think that we tried, but, um, we went to like O'Kelly's, we went to the cabin, we had flyers everywhere. Um, and it went, it went decently well, but to fund that thing. I mean, that's expensive. So, yeah, it's kind of like a, a bowling league is kind of what it turns into. You mentioned that yeah, the other day there. Um, I mean, you're just sitting around drinking basically until it's your turn and you jump up and hit a shot and then go back to sit around drinking. And yeah. Talking and and top, the thing is that it's, it's only one. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one, you, you get one simulator. So there's only four people or five people can be in at a time. You run it by the hour. You know, you can have as many, many people as you want. Right. Like top golf. But I mean, for that hour, it's blocked off. And if you're only, each person's only, you know, the whole group for an hour is 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. You don't have that many hours in the day to make that much money. So your money is more in beer sales and whatever. So if you ran it uh, as a league, do you <clears throat> think it would be more uh, conducive for, for profit maybe? Where yeah, it's we not have, like four we, guys are there for the hour or two hours. Right. But you got a group of guys. Like we have it was a, a bigger area. Because I know the one I went to at Bucks Run, it was in a room and then a doorway into yep. the front room. There was like no area yep. for everyone just kind of be at. Dude, that would be a mess. Where? Could you imagine a golf league of guys like yeah. sitting at Eagle Glen yes. drinking until until their turn came up with Yes. 20 guys. I think that sounds wonderful. Okay. I mean, <laughs> after yeah, league, except like. After league, we just sit around and drink in there anyway. Yeah. But, so do the same thing, but have a simulator. Yeah, but you're just sitting there at the yeah. bar. Like, at least at least when you're in league, you can be like, oh, where's that? Where's the beer girl at? We need some beer, but. You wouldn't need that. The beer's there constantly. It would yeah. be an absolute mess. I could see. I'm going to throw out a name. I'm not I saying could, it wouldn't be profitable. I could see Ron Frisbee just having a ball there. <laughs> Absolutely. He's the name that comes to mind with that. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, every league would be a B league at that point, but which is beer great. League. Yeah. It's the B for, for beer league. For beer. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have it where you are somehow can furnish one side of your uh, maintenance building and cut a corner off there, 
and do something there and have some heaters or, I mean, you try to do something. Um, then you don't have to do any structure to your clubhouse or anything like that. So you can swing and it's just getting the word out there. I think it'd be really tough. And like you said, there, I don't think there's enough, you know, I don't think the egg's big enough to make that much, put that much into a project. Okay. But I don't know nothing. I'm just you don't know. suggesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for the input. You, you, I mean, you, you have I, had some, I asked some work in a simulator. So yeah, I, mean, I don't awesome. know their finances or whatever, but it's a lot. Another one here. And, and this will be for everybody. Uh, it's a, would you rather question? Uh, would you rather have a round shooting a hole in one where you hit a hole in one in that round or shoot the round of your life? Kevin, uh, that'd be a hole in one easily, easily for Kevin. All right, Kyle, go ahead. Hole in one. Okay. I had one and I had a bunch. It was just me and my buddy down in uh, Myrtle beach. Um, a roommate, we went out and played, um, it was like a Monday night before, um, Monday night football, we decided to go play nine holes and it was the eighth hole and it was just us two and we had a ball and we went to the bar after and we told everyone it was just, it was cool. So to shoot saying, oh, yeah, you shot 65 today. Like, no one really cares. So you get a hole in one, they, they care because you know what? You're going to buy them a drink. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess you're right on that point, but okay. I'll do a hole in one. Sammy? I'm going to go with the round of the life. Round of your life, okay. Yeah, yeah. And why would that be? I mean, a hole in one, you're excited. I'm sure the, the excitement extends throughout the round. I've never had one, but just kind of guessing on that but when you're playing well that's uh, ideally like four hours of just back-to-back shots and there's nothing that beats just that pure that pure feeling when you strike a ball Mm -hmm. so So two are saying hole in one and i am also on the round of my life train there i feel like i've seen somebody that is absolutely terrible at golf. Hit a hole in one. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's where I want to be at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the the one was uh, it was Wednesday league, kind of the beer league, and it was fun night. It was a scramble. Say, we should have been in that league. It was a scramble, and this team used zero shots of this guy the entire round through the scramble. Hole six, he hits a hole in one, and it was like. <laughs> That's crazy. So my thought is if you were shooting around your life, you probably have some pretty decent golf skill. So if I'm choosing that route, that means I've also improved my golf skill enough to be able to shoot that. And then I can probably continue that on later. So I'm going future. Not just round of your life rather than like luck. Yep. What if you shoot the round of your life and then you just chase that for the rest of your life and you never get it again? What if I get a round of my life and I will never shoot what I, I I'll never shoot sixty six. No way. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. I shot the best round of my life and I, I don't know it. what happened. Yeah, you're thirty I had you're thirty one now, it'll only get worse from here. Yeah. And I got a kid now. Yeah. Oh, ball and chain? Ain't no way that's going to be happening. Sure, I love you, but you don't listen to this. Ball and the chain. (laughs) She don't listen. Get her download, man. 
That's on you. Yeah, I don't let her listen to this stuff. <laughs> you got anything left on your list of questions, Kevin? Uh, nope. Nope. Okay. I Kyle. got. I got. I got a bunch of questions. Get rolling, Kyle. <clears throat> All right, Sammy. Wildest bet you've seen on the golf course there, or someone who's lost like the most money. Have you ever seen like pro shops guys be coming in after eighteen holes, want to do a replay, any cash being thrown out? I know that there's always cash getting thrown around, but I I've never heard of any large numbers. I know that there was a a group out let's say a month ago and one of the guys lost a bet and he said we just the bet was we need a bottle we were playing for a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. To me, it's like, okay. I don't know that much about liquor. And then you look it up, and it's a three hundred dollar bottle of whiskey. Like, oh, okay, I can see that. The panic in the guy's eyes now is understandable. Nope. All right. What uh, expensive round of golf? Sure is. What's the biggest damage to the course that you've seen like golf cart wise (laughs) i think i know this might not be the answer but i know of one that's pretty good um yeah so last april let's say we had a group of guys out they were a ton of fun they were just your average group they were real respectable they were having some drinks but they were keeping it pg for the most part and then i Gosh, we were, I think they were even buying us drinks in the pro shop or in the clubhouse there. And as we're walking down to the parking lot, the cart attendant at the time comes up and, hey, somebody flipped a cart in the parking lot. And we just kind of all looked at each other. What are you talking about? And there were a few eyewitnesses. And yeah, these guys, all of a sudden we just saw them pushing the cart back upright. And so they took a corner a little too hot. In a very odd place, but did did uh, $2,800 in damage say, to a brand oh, new cart. Wasn't there, uh, how much uh, was uh, it? Uh, 28? About 28, wasn't yeah. There a, a fire? There was. <laughs> so it was James, Keith, and I, and we all took the cart down to the, the maintenance barn just to check out the damage, and we're all standing around looking at it. It's up on the hoist, and all of a sudden... I, one of the two boys, they just start yelling, fire, fire, there's a fire. Burst into shame. Yeah, I mean, there was, it was never huge, but <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough to cause a panic. Burst into shame. Good one, Kyle. Uh, I didn't expect that out of you. came road. <laughs> Keep it together. Uh, uh, let's see. Next one we have. That's good. It's only twenty eight hundred bucks. I had it down in Naples where um, we have like reciprocal season, where some courses have it where you get up to the bunker, go up to the green, automatic brakes, don't even touch anything, walk out, hit your golf shot, it's fine. Well, I park on this hill on the fourth hole, right on the ledge. Uh, it's a little dog leg uh, to the left. And there's water down on the left-hand side. They park the cart, but they don't put on the gas brake or the puddle. And two carts, the same day, same pond, all the way up to the roof. Damage both of them. Submerged in both. Yep. About, I think about 8500 bucks later. <sighs> for both, like for each. So what do you do in that scenario? 
we tell well one of one of them was like I'm so sorry I wasn't you know it wasn't my intention I thought oh, I had automatic brakes. Um, so we got his information and then got in contact with like his head pro, and they ended up like hashing it out and he made like a payment plan to, to do it. The other guy is like man. He's like, you know, he's like, you know me. He's like, I already played 18 holes. I'm like, okay, but you're like, you're, you're only, you know, what, 20 some holes in. Like, what do you, I mean, you're not a member here. He's like, here, what's the damage? I'm like, well, the bill is going to be coming. He's like, all right, get my credit card down, number down, whatever it is, pay it. You know, don't email it to me. I have your credit or your credit card. So we got the damage and figured it all out and. Got his credit card number and we typed it in and we got it. It was so easy. He's like, just Jeez. put it on the card. It's fine. It's like, you know me. It's like, I already played. And he came in and he bought everything. Like, he bought a new shirt, bought a new belt, but all this stuff. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean anything by that. He's like, can I get another card though? I want to finish this round. I'm actually playing pretty well. <laughs> so these were so. same day, separate groups. Is what you're saying? Same, yep, same oh day. We thought for sure, like, there's no way. Like, no way. And you could see the tire tracks in to go get the first cart because our superintendent, <laughs> so our superintendent was so mad that his day was that day to have off, but he needed to come in to get that cart, and he needed to go down in the water to hook it to bring it back up. It was an hour later. Like, yeah, hour later, a person came up, uh, does the exact same thing. We called superintendent again. He's like, you got to be shitting me, guys. He comes in there with waiters again. And we was looking around. I was like, make sure you guys are just looking around. Make sure there's no alligators. Like, dude, you're already in here like an hour ago. There shouldn't be any alligators in here. You're fine. And sure enough, he walked in there, hooked it up again. and Damned alligator bit his hand off. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Huh. So, uh. He should have perfected it after the first time. He should be pretty smooth sailing. Get the second card. Yeah, like I think, our starter. I think, I think in it, Naples, it's a whole starter. different animal. Like, did those guys just give you a credit card number and say, uh, "Yeah, whatever, just run my yeah, credit like, card." Yeah. yeah, I fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I would doubt that. I feel like they didn't. <laughs> you took care of it. How you took care of it? <laughs> it caught on fire. That was fun. It was. Definitely exciting. <laughs> Not how I thought the day was going to end. I have one here. What's your favorite outing that you have in the year? Like, what's your what's your? I mean, there's got to be a few that are like already set in stone for next year and the following year. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite? So typically we host the Patterson outing. That's a scholarship, local scholarship for a gentleman that passed away. I think they are about to have their. They were supposed to have their tenth year this spring, but it's going to be delayed. We host a Ryder Cup, our stroke play, match play, um, Talon's Out, which I know you guys have mentioned before. It's our big money tournament. I would say of all of them, there's a scramble. It's usually mid-June for a young man that lives on the course. His name's JD, and he has Bindavifida, so they, they host this tournament, him and his family, and then all the proceeds go to different camps that help children with similar disabilities. And that's always a fun one. There's packed field. People come from all over. He's got family, oh gosh, down south somewhere. And they just make a, a whole weekend out of it, a whole event. And it's a blast. Hmm. Nice. So, so what would be your, 
like what's your like favorite type of outing? Is it like where you have every whole a like A B? Do you like it where I mean hundred and forty, hundred and like what's your comfort to be like this is, should be a profitable day, but easy day, you know, something that's instead of like the Doherty package where there's, you know, four four or five groups. Is that something that you like to do or is it more Um it's just like, a different type of day i mean it's always fun just the camaraderie of everybody being out on the course especially when you're starting them a u b you get heckling on the first tee and i mean most of the time if you're playing a four-man scramble you're not hitting the range beforehand you're hitting the bar grabbing a bloody mary and just trying to go out there so Mm -hmm. (laughs) two drinks that's your peak remember that oh peak performance peak performance is two drinks so So if you're getting a bloody mary you get a double there you Peak go. performance two on doubles? the first hole, and then two that's double, maybe two doubles. Two doubles. Okay. Pretty much it. Okay. Sorry to cut you off. Nice. But. No, you're fine. <laughs> so yeah, I'd I'd say those days are fun. We unfortunately didn't have a whole lot of that, just with the limited gathering, limited number of gatherings. But something I'm looking forward to. That's always a fun one, and the family that does it's wonderful. So. Do you do you play in any of these outings, or do you just? I mean, it's just such a hectic day that you're like, or you do, and you really can't relax because you kind of have to put face on like the whole time you're there. I mean, anytime that I'm out on the course, and James will say the same thing. You're constantly watching. You're constantly looking. Okay, yep. this didn't get done. What's going on over here? Um, and usually, with the big outings, it's not something that I plan on playing in. But then the day yeah. comes and. You get riled up, and then you get a group of people. All right, well, I, I guess I can slide out for a few hours. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned the JD okay. Open. Um, JD has a pretty special cart out there. I don't know. Maybe there is, but I don't know of any other course in this area that has a cart like that. And it's not specifically his cart, and it's open for others to use. Did you want to maybe touch on the cart in case there's people out there that yeah. would maybe like to get into golf and try it out? So we have a solo rider. I don't know if these are up-to-date numbers, but I want to say when we bought it, it was about we were one of three courses in the state that had them. I Hopefully more people do now. Um, and it has no pedals, so you st- all the steering is up top. You have... Like kind of like a bicycle handle instead of a traditional steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, the the seat slides to either direction if right-handed, left-handed, and then it also tips up so that you're not quite standing, you're not quite upright, but enough the where you can swing a club and you don't get that lower body momentum. But it still allows you to swing with your arms. And I mean, JD's mm-hmm. been using it for multiple years now, and it's just incredible to play with him. He's He's awesome, and he he loves getting out there and playing. <laughs> you know, he hits his driver one fifteen on average. It's, just, it's cool to watch. Yeah, he's uh, he actually joined our Monday Night League, um, and to see him, I mean, he just gets so excited about hitting a good shot, and it's just, it's just awesome to see him out playing. Um, it's a cart that you can take on the green. So it might be something that people that don't normally play out there might see him out there and think, all right, what what's this guy doing on the green? Mm-hmm. But it's something you can have on the green. So if there's anybody that thought that, you know, you're in a wheelchair or you're, you're having some sort of, um, you know, lower body issue and 
you wanted to get into golf, but you are hesitant, maybe try Eagle Glen and see if you can use the cart. See if you can get into golf. I think that'd be a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it's sure. no extra cost to use it. You just have to call and reserve. And I mean, most of the time. Oh, really? Like, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like he said, JD uses it on a Monday night and he'll go out from time to time. But if you just call and let us know, we'll have it ready for you. We can set it right out front. Mm-hmm. One question I have for you it has nothing to do with golf. You are a pretty good artist, I would say. Um, I don't know if that's something that's just a hobby of yours, if you've tried putting it into uh, maybe art galleries or something like that. Like I know your sister's done some for Mrs. Kleinart here in town. Um, Kevin, I don't know if you've seen any of hers, but here's a recognizable uh, figure that I think you would enjoy. Dope. Right? Love John Wayne. I don't know if you can see that, Kyle. Who did that? Sammy did. What? Right? <laughs> That's right? awesome. Like, holy shit, right? <laughs> I couldn't even, like, no. <laughs> no. So that was one. Kyle couldn't even snap that picture. <laughs> You've. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> right? Thanks. <laughs> so how did you get into drawing? Uh, when? I, I don't want to say that there was anything that clicked. It was just something that I always enjoyed doing in elementary school, high, middle school, high school. I was the kid that oh, would like... Every, every artist says that. <laughs> I don't know. I just do it. I don't know. My hands just work that way. I don't know. Here. I've taken art show, classes. <laughs> let me show you something here. I'm going to show you the one thing that I know I can draw really well. Are you doing the oh, S? Gosh. You're doing that, the S, right? Yeah. Just... Ooh, hand turkey. Oh, hand turkey. Hand there you turkeys. go. <laughs> nice. Very nice, yeah. Kyle. Yeah, I got to I wouldn't even say he did though. that really well. No, he didn't. But anyway, uh, it's just something that you worked on growing up, and now you're to the point <laughs> where you have drawings that look pretty damn real. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, what else have you drawn? Like, is it mainly people? Or... You know, let's see, I probably did that a year ago or so. I, my sister always draws figures, and that was something that I never thought that I could do. I did animals or landscapes or just still lifes, and so I challenged myself one day, okay, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to really put some effort into this. I'm really going to try it. And the first one, in my opinion, didn't turn out the greatest but just working at it. Was it better than Kyle's hand turkey? Uh, iffy. Show iffy. it again, Kyle. Show it again. How, how was that hand turkey? He's doing another one. <laughs> anyway, you can talk while he draws. Okay. <laughs> I saw you pull that it's picture up like four minutes ago. Like, oh, there you go. It took you that long to, to write first place. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, just something that I enjoy doing in the summer. I don't get to do it very often, but in the winter, it's just that relaxing. I could put on music or a podcast or something on YouTube and just sit down and I don't know, just a hobby. <laughs> I don't know if it'll ever become anything. Well, it's very good. Well, thank you. We have the, the holy shit out of Kyle that it's that good. <laughs> it is. I mean... 
show me how to show the people that picture. We'll throw it on. Yeah. Are you a kidding? It's the magic of editing. Clip. Just toss it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be somewhere right here. What made you go with John Wayne? You big John Wayne fan? Um, I felt like he was just a recognizable figure. That Something about that picture stood out. I've done Alicia Keys and Blake Shelton. I don't know. I don't I've know if the some... mic picked up the first one you said you did. Alicia Keys? Yes. Okay. Well, do you have questions for us? Yeah, I don't have a ton, but I have a few. Okay. Um, people always ask me, and I know you guys brought it up earlier, did you ever think that you were going to be in the position that you are? Obviously, it is not the case. So where did you guys think you were going to be compared to where you are now? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I didn't have an idea of where I thought I would be. But, you know, as a kid you always have this dream in your head of being something. And I think like most young kids, it's always like, Oh, I'm going to be a professional athlete. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, and then you grow up and you realize I don't have those skills to, to really make it. <laughs> um, but no, I, I thought maybe uh, hockey was a goal. And I thought at least while I was playing, I would try college hockey, but I stopped a little early and didn't uh didn't didn't go so my thought was i was gonna go and play some hockey and then we'll see what happens out of that but nope didn't think i would be uh where i'm at right now that's for sure i didn't think i'd ever start a podcast but here we are so didn't think that what you kevin uh definitely never thought i'd be on a podcast ever (laughs) um a golf podcast yeah definitely not a golf (laughs) podcast either Still not sure I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a teacher mostly, but didn't didn't go that route. So you never thought you'd be at Delfield? Uh, no, I didn't think I'd be a welder ever. <laughs> Life is funny. Yeah. Kyle, go ahead. Yeah, with mine, like what I'm doing now, um, most people know that listen to the podcast and if they don't, uh, I got in the golf really early and, um, I always keep that at the forefront for the most part. Um, once I had my son Logan, it all kind of changed because I knew how much it takes to be a golf professional and how many hours it takes to be there, sun up to sun down and the grass is growing, you're there. Um, and he's one now, just a little over one years old and I don't want to miss that kind of stuff. Um, and right now my job, um, I work at a car wash. I manage a car wash right now. And I make a lot more money than I would being an assistant golf professional somewhere. Um, even as a golf professional, um, it's not that much of a pay cut um, from what I'm doing now. And I work only 40 hours a week. So, um, I, I mean, in the winters, if you're up north or in the in Michigan or Indiana, you do get a break if you are a head golf professional. But in that downtime, all you're doing is getting hold of vendors, um, making sure that all your orders are coming in and um, getting the right stuff and what should be coming in and get make sure the price points are right and stuff like that. So you're always doing something. Um, but for me, it was more about family during this time than um, 
chase my goals or chase my dreams. So I'm still in the PGA program. Um, I'm still in level three. All I have to do is uh, test out a level three and I'll get my PGA certification. Um, and then I just got to hop back in the, in the business. Um, it shouldn't be that difficult to do. Um, the experience that I have is, is good, but. So you're uh, kind of halfway. Yes. I'm kind of in between. Yeah. Uh, I, and like, I like teaching, um, like the business side of being in the golf industry, but people are always saying you must golf all the time, but you're just a fishbowl. Like you're just watching other people enjoy what you enjoy doing, which is fun. Um, but when you have a day off and they say you want to go golfing, no, like I was there 60, 70 hours, like a week there. I don't want to do that. So, and I don't want to miss having time with my son and putting him to bed and, um, waking up and I'm already at work he's not and he doesn't see me all day like no i i, I am gonna put him first so i feel like That's a lot of people name. think if if you work at the golf course that uh, you must play a lot of golf and i know from kyle's at least talking with him that's that's not the case you're just working a lot at the golf course you're not actually playing and then when you're not working the last place you really want to be is you know at your job at the work right how often yeah. do you get out at all, Sammy? There in the spring, we try to get out once a week, which doesn't seem like that much, but <laughs> it was daunting mm -hmm. just to get out once a week. Um, more recently, it's been more like once a month. And even my superintendent, James, he made the comment the other day, I, have, I don't even have any ambition to go out on the course. I don't have any desire, which... <laughs> Once I get right. out there, I always enjoy it. But the thought of, all right, yep. I've been here all day. Now I have to go out on the course. Not always appealing. That or like if you want to join, like someone's like, you're already here. It's like, well, even if I'm in league, like I can't like relax. Like if there's three people on the tee box on this hole, you're like now thinking like in your mind, you're just like, all right, what's the problem? How can I, do I call a pro shop? Do I have them, you know, you're always clicking you're always thinking you know how can everyone else enjoy themselves and you can't really enjoy yourself you know while you're out there that's why i got in golf in the first place because i loved it and i enjoyed it and yeah. it's something that you know just got burned out a little bit i think so we played sunday played nine holes uh you played from the whites and i played from the whites um after a, after a few after a few holes, we just kind of stopped keeping score. Oh. But uh, oh, like through geez. four holes, we were tied. Yeah. We were womp, we womp, were tied. Womp. She beat me on the first hole. I yanked it your, left. You didn't hit your hybrid? She, she, no, no, I <laughs> driver yanked it left. Luckily, it did not go ob. Just straight down the fairway for her. Um, but yeah, she beat me on the first <laughs> hole. She you know parred. I bogeyed. Uh, but I, no, I think maybe actually after four holes you were beating me by a stroke. I don't know, but yeah, um, doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, I doubled three, so you might have had three. me. Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay, yep, you you did go ob. It's okay, Nick. She's a college athlete. I know, right? <laughs> it's all, it's all I'm saying, but she's playing from the whites. Yeah. So where I'm getting at here is you you were pretty darn good at it. Um, if we were to have like a scramble tournament, you're damn near a cheat code because yeah, you can play from the women's definitely. tees. And uh, quite a 
<clears throat> quite a bit of an advantage on a few holes out there to where it's like we don't even need to hit really because mm-hmm. we're not going to reach anywhere near where you tee off and then you hit. It's like, yeah, just save your strokes, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so pretty much what we're saying is that us three mm-hmm. are looking at an outing and <laughs> You are more than welcome to join our team. That's kind of there, yeah. <laughs> so if there's a, like a time you can get away from work, yeah, be fine with that cheat code. Okay, we'll just yeah. plan it gotta far it enough out. in advance, and I'll do it. Okay, well, nice. Uh, do you have any more for us? Um, so looking back, like just in general, my grandparents are a big inspiration of mine, and then that continues on golf they got me into the sport i mean my parents and other people were influenced as well but they were a big factor who got you into golf i think we you may have touched on this before but i guess even more so who's your inspiration doesn't have to be family it could be anyone you ask a lot of hard questions i I like the hard-hitting topics okay um as far as getting me into golf i really don't know who it was that got me into golf i think it was I think it was like maybe Kyle that was going out and I kind of wanted to go out. But like as far as actually playing, it was my brother getting clubs and then my dad because he wanted to play. So then I was my, it was my older brother. So then I kind of wanted to join in. So that kind of got me started a little bit in swinging clubs. But actually going on the course and playing, I think it was with Kyle my first time at Firefly. Um, was that a... You played with your dad, right? On Father's Day, you're like, oh, God, I gotta uh, go play golf with dad. Like, oh, no, this is, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> and then it just like morphed into. I don't, I don't know where that. I would, I never said, oh, God, I gotta go play with my dad. He never goes no, out and plays. So. Yeah, you're saying like, you're like, you were nervous or you were, you know, you weren't that good. So you're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, well, I. I say I got my competitiveness, I would say, from my dad. So maybe as far as inspiration goes on being into sports and being competitive is probably from him. Um, and then if you're playing golf like everybody when you first start, you suck. <laughs> and it's just very irritating. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as you go on, you get better, but your expectations of yourself also get higher. To where yeah, now good. you're where I'm at now, to where like I can shoot well, and I get really like down on myself if I don't shoot well. When way back then it was like, oh, 45, like bogey a hole, like, oh, that's pretty good. And if I shoot 45 now, that's I'm like, what the hell am I doing out there? So that would be my answer, I guess. Uh, yeah, my dad, as far as competitiveness into sports, and I guess that leaks into the golf and staying competitive. Nice. Kyle, Kevin, anybody? Oh. Kevin, you want to go? You want me to go? Um, <clears throat> I got into it with my dad. My mom golfed a lot too. I think he kind of got her into it as well. But um, definitely not as competitive as Nick makes it sound. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. My dad. No, no. Uh, my dad's a decent golfer, like, you know, your average Monday night league golfer. And I don't think we really put much pressure on each other mm-hmm. or ourselves. We just have fun. And well, that's, that's good. That's yeah. the way golf's always been for us. That's good, yep. too. 
No inspiration, though. Not Phil? Phil? Is it Phil? Is it Bryson? Oh, yeah. Phil's Phil's an inspiration. Always, (laughs) always a Phil guy. Like, as far back as I can Because I'm supposed to be (laughs) left-handed. But you were forced to be a righty. Eh. Yeah. Phil, Bryson, and Tony Fino. You adapt. You (laughs) adapt. Yes. Go ahead, Kyle. Mine are both my parents. Most people know that me and my dad play all the time, and growing up, that was kind of our my daycare. I get dropped off, and I go play golf. And after my dad would uh, get out of work, go home and shower, he'd come back to the golf course, and so I was sun up to sundown. I just played golf. Um, and when I go out and play with him, I was like always like in the front yard or something where I'm just watching him. You know, I'd always want him to watch me. Um, you know, look at this shot. Look at this. I was hitting wiffle whiff- balls. Um, my mom, she won the uh, her club championship when she was eight months pregnant with me. Um, yeah, I think it was either either at Eagle Glen or at Firefly. I'm not sure which one, what league she was in, but uh, yeah, she won the club championship when she was eight months pregnant with me. So that was pretty pretty funny to hear later on. Um, but yeah, probably just my parents. Tiger. Oh yeah, definitely Tiger. I mean, come on. That's how we so start the, watching golf. Was, yeah, know, Tiger Woods. I, I had one. I had this like I think it was either Sega Genesis or something, and I think it was like Freddie Couples. It was before Tiger got like a big deal, and I, I remember watching Freddie. Uh, not really watching him, but having the video game of him. So I'm like, okay, so he's obviously good, and and it was like the game where like the meter goes like this. And then, like, there's a little gray area where you're trying to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I don't know. Like That's most golf games have right now? No, they do the little thing. The little... Well, there, there's a meter when it comes to PGA. The yeah, game. tell me about PGA. There's a, there's a slider, right? There's no meter. There's a slider. I've watched this. Well, you gotta, your stick's got to be straight sticks. back, straight forward. Well, when you, but when you pull back, there is a meter that goes, right? It shows you how shitty your pullback was and how shitty your oh my god Kevin, was. Don't give me this shit. I've There's watched no it. meter. I've watched it. Yeah. There's no meter. Okay. Sound People like, let us know. It's not like Tiger Woods 05. If, that if was you're really easy. bad, if you're really bad, the meter goes really fast. It's like kicking a field goal in Madden. Well, it used to be. I don't know what it's like now, but yeah. There's Sammy, we're off the rails here. Oh, you. <laughs> there is. There is. Uh, there's definitely a meter. No. Okay. Hopefully we uh, answered that question okay. Fact check. <laughs> we'll uh, fact check that one there. Uh, is there is there anything left you have for us? One more. Okay. A little oh, bit lighter. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimate golf trip. Where are you going? Who are you taking? Oh, what are you drinking? Oh, oh <laughs> my gosh. Mm. Uh, said lighter. I would say we're all going to the old course. Having some scotch, a little, little bit after the round, but during the round, probably some beers. That would be uh, that'd be a great trip, I think, going overseas. I, I want a European Kentucky trip. Would be amazing. so everybody that goes to our Kentucky trip, but we're just going to Europe. Yep, in a bus. That would be such. Have, oh, going to Europe in a bus? That's no. impressive. Yeah, they got a bridge now. <laughs> uh, the two-tier bus like they have in London or whatever they're called. What are they called? Oh, the double-decker bus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe a double-decker de- double bus with all, with all the people from Kentucky group. That would be hilarious. That would be very dangerous. 
That's what that would be. Yeah, that's a. It would be a whole lot of fun. A liability. gigantic shit show. Yeah, everyone but, but it would be fun. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think James would make it back. No. Yeah, that's so fine. Sammy, so that's fine. The, the most we have in our Kentucky trip is twenty days. Um, we bought a charter bus and we go down. We say it's Kentucky trip because that's where it started, but we go to Indiana, Ohio. Uh, something like that in West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. The bars stay open later there. Yeah, they uh, do. <laughs> so just that group that we usually have going. Uh, I think Nick has been there more consecutive times than I have. I think he's been there four times now in a row, right? Or five? Uh, I think it's five now. Uh, yeah. Well, if we would have counted this year, I think. Right. I think I have. I think I have four bar bag tags. I think. Bag four tags. Yep. So that trip is a lot of fun. Um, what's good about it is, you know, we don't talk to, I mean, we don't even talk to half of the people no. um, on this trip. But once you get on that bus, the camaraderie is is just off the charts. And it's like you yeah. talked with them last week. Like, it's like just, you wouldn't think a, <clears throat> and I don't even know how old James is, you wouldn't think a 23-year-old would just click so well with a 75-year-old. Yeah, and, they do, and that's golf. Yeah, and well, yeah. some drinking, but uh, but that's golf. It yeah, just works so well. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Kevin's trip. So. I don't know, man. <laughs> Come on, uh, Kevin. She asked the hard questions. This is a lighter one. Yeah, go whistling straights. Let's do it. That'd be sick. Kentucky. The Kentucky group is great, like Kyle said. So. I don't know. I've always wanted to go to Ireland. Okay. So yeah. do they have golf in Ireland? Oh, yeah. Do they? Do they <laughs> ever? Yes. All right. So that's yeah. Let's do it. Kentucky trip in Ireland, 2021. They'll have Chaz set that one up. Yeah. He yeah. does all the scheduling and all that. <laughs> we'll have that. Have Chaz yeah. do that. Well, I think it'll be more than 500 bucks when you get on the bus. Uh, I don't think yeah. we can take a bus. I don't think there's a bridge. Yeah. There's a gigantic Double bridge, decker. Kevin. We can take both. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Sammy? What, what, what's what's your? Do you have like what would be like your dream foursome on what course? I don't know if I have a dream foursome, but just something that I think would be really fun is to gather up. Because I've been out of school for three years now, just to get that group of girls back together that I was with constantly for four years. Um, to get us back together and just kind of hit some of those courses that we played in the past, but in a less competitive sense. So that was the first thing that caught that came to my mind. I'm just curious about you okay. guys. I feel like that is, I mean, I guess our trips are probably realistic as well, but I feel like that is very realistic Yeah. to have one to get them together and play a lot of those courses again. Yeah. Seems like something that somebody in your position would maybe be able to figure right? out. Yeah. I can come to a course, you know, the middle of Michigan. Oh. Ideally, we'll All figure right. it out. We'll get it, get it going. It's a nice course. Well, I think that's uh, that's going to be a wrap here on episode 11. Sammy, I want to thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you, Kyle. A uh, little mishap there in the middle. We figured it all out. Figured it out. Figured it out. Um, wonderful, um, hand turkey, by the way. Thank you. 
So if anybody would like Kyle to do some artwork for him, he can probably offer up some hand turkeys to everybody. Just let me know. Thanksgiving's coming, so <laughs> it is coming. Get your orders in now. Yes. Get your orders in. Twenty bucks in. I'll even frame it. Thirty-five dollars. Ooh, that's signature is an extra five. Forty bucks. Deal of a deal. Jeez. Kevin, thank you showing up. Yeah, anytime. Halfway forgot. But yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Was whatever. that today? Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for showing up. Uh that is uh that's it for uh this episode. Um uh, I'd like to thank everybody that's just recently started following us. Um it's it's gone up a little bit. Um we've gotten a few more out there in a few different countries and wow. uh thank you everybody that does listen, everybody that shares. Uh we do appreciate that. Go but, see Sammy. Uh, you yes. you Glenn. One last opportunity for you. Let us know uh you know, how do we Maybe schedule a, an outing with you, maybe for next year, or how do we schedule something to go to the course? Oh, um, yeah, the best way is just to call the pro shop. We're 989 Love Golf, L U B G O L F. Makes it real easy, simple. Um, you can always book online. How did I just, not know that? Has it always been that? It's always been that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 989 L U V golf. Yes. Yep. Love golf. Wow. Hmm. So interesting. Well, there you go. Get your uh get your tea time set uh for hopefully a, a fairly long fall that we have here. Um and then if you have plans to set up a group of people, get a hold of Sammy here. Get uh plans around for next year. Uh, have a good time out there. Tell them you heard him on Life Over Bar. Doesn't help you, but just let them know. Yeah, just let them know. I mean, there's really no no discount. Um, but yeah, just let them know. It's pretty cool. You might <laughs> find a few of my balls laying around out there. <laughs> They're there. Uh, but uh, again, thanks everybody coming. We'll see you guys later. Later.